Hello, everybody, and welcome. You are listening to the Power Hour here at CJLO, 1690 AM in Montreal. My name is William Power. I'm with Dominic Demeester. So, folks, as per usual, we got a great show scheduled for you today. Thank you for tuning in. Dominic and I are excited to do the show. Dominic, how's it going? I'm doing amazing, William. How are you? I'm doing very good, Dom. Thanks for asking. I got to admit, I'm on cloud nine right now with the Miami Heat uh, going to the NBA Finals. I was quite nervous after they were up 3-0. And then uh, Boston came all the way back to make it 3-3. And then Miami uh, with a clutch, clutch win in Game 7. So I'm super happy about that. Have you been following any of the uh, NBA or NHL playoffs? Oh, absolutely. I was pretty impressed with those Miami Heat. I think Jimmy Butler is playing on another level. And I just hope for all those fans out there, including yourself, you get to see Miami win. Hey, I love it, Dom. Thank you for sending those good vibes uh, right back at you. All right, let's go to some NFL huge news. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins being released by the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, man, you know, we had talked about this a few weeks ago, potentially uh, being uh, put into reality, but I'm not sure I actually thought this was going to be happening, uh, but it is. And D-Hop, man, has... Uh, He's been, uh, you know, kind of going through the, his ups and downs uh, over the latter part of his career. Obviously, he's a baller, one of the best, if not the best receiver in the game. But just for him personally and the teams he's been on, it just hasn't worked out. Him and Murray just didn't seem to click, right? I mean, we thought this was going to be a great addition. Um, with the addition of Marquise Hollywood Brown, too, uh, we thought, you know, Arizona could be something special. Unfortunately, it's been the complete opposite. And sure, Diop had great games with the Cardinals. He had that crazy uh, Hale Murray, as I like to call it, where he mossed three Buffalo Bills players uh, in the end zone for the win on the last play of the game. But yeah, Diop just did not seem to be the right fit there. Didn't seem to click much with that offense. And Arizona looks a heck of a lot different than they did last year now. No, no uh, Cliff Kingsbury. No John J. Hopkins. But uh, yeah, I want to get your initial thoughts on uh, on this, Dominic. On D-Hop, what do you think it means for him, for the Cardinals? Where do you think he could land? And uh, yeah, give me uh, give me your thoughts. Well, I'm pretty shocked, to be honest with you. I, I'm yeah. guessing this has to be a character move for the Arizona Cardinals. There's no way you let a guy like DeAndre Hopkins leave that locker room unless there's something that's just not clicking. This is the only reason why I believe Arizona had to let him go. There seems to be issues, probably either with players or front office, that made him leave Arizona. As for the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, listen, this is going to be a rebuild mode now, no doubt about it. D-Hop being there, it's a different story. You could aspire for the playoffs. Not saying this team's going absolutely nowhere, but offensively at the right receiver position, unless Marquise Brown becomes a wizard with Cal Murray, this team is going to struggle big time. I know they have James Conner. I know they can run the football because they picked up Paris Johnson. It's just not enough offense for my liking. The only saving grace is that they're in a division where sometimes points are hard to come by. So the pressure is going to be definitely on head coach Jonathan Gannon to do something special with this football team. Hey, you never know in the NFL. As long as you have a ticket there, you know, you got a chance. But for Arizona, expect a horrible season as for whoever's going to pick this guy up hey listen if you can control this guy's character i think you got yourself an absolute weapon every single week with deandre hopkins but you need to have a culture already established where d hop can kind of just walk in and maybe not have so much pressure on his shoulders 
I talked about Kansas City clearly being as my number one option. I just think Pat Mahomes, you can throw the, the ball. You can throw the ball to basically anybody in the, in the NFL and make him look like stars. With DeAndre Hopkins, listen, you don't have to make DeAndre Hopkins look good. He is good. So that <laughs> being said, I think it would be a match made in heaven for those Chiefs fans. You could probably bank probably another Super Bowl if D-Hop were there. I think he's that good. However, in the AFC, it is wide open. And we all know if you're missing a weapon, now is the time to pull the trigger and pick up D-Hop. I'm looking at you, Buffalo. Buffalo, you've done nothing really to impress me in the offseason so far offensively. Why not pick up D-Hop? Josh Allen is not as good as Pat Mahomes. We know that. He needs a stud receiver like uh, Stephon Diggs. Might as well just add Hopkins on top of Stephon Diggs, and you'll have yourself a huge, huge, huge opportunity to win that division. Don't know if D-Hop puts Buffalo over the top. They did lose a lot of pieces. I still have to see what kind of offensive line Buffalo is going to put on the field. But those are the two teams, it seems, William. There's a battle between Buffalo and Kansas City, and whoever steps up to the plate and picks up Hopkins is going places. I agree. And I think that, you know, if I was a betting man, I could see him landing with the Kansas City Chiefs. I just see this happening. You know, you think about it, like right now, Kansas City, they have a great team, obviously, and the wide receiver one for them is, is actually a tight end, Travis Kelsey. And, you know, you look at their roster and they have a very good roster. They have the best quarterback in the NFL. They're the best tight end in the NFL, but they don't really have like right, that Tyree kill that kind of superstar at the water receiver position that they've been used to having for so many years. So why not add a guy like DeAndre Hopkins? Like he's 30 years old. I still think he has a lot left on the tank. And I know a lot of people think that he may not be a top three receiver anymore. I really still think he can make the case he's the best wide receiver in football. And I know we haven't really seen that from him the last little while. And there's guys like Jefferson that are balling out, Cooper Cup, and all these guys making a name for them. And, you know, Jamar Chase and all these guys making a name for themselves. And I get that. But for me, Diop is still special. And I, and I do feel like we've been quick to the trigger on saying you know this guy maybe past his prime yeah it's possible he's past his prime but he had a heck of a prime and if you're giving me 80 percent of what diop was when he was in his prime i'm taking that every day of the week and if you're buffalo i you know i think you said it perfectly dumb not to steal your answer but you got to make this move happen right stefan diggs is a great receiver but you see come playoff time him and Allen, it's not that they don't seem to be on the same page, is that Allen seems to force feed him the ball and we saw that a lot against cincinnati in this playoff game this past season, they either A, did not seem to be on the same page, and, you know, uh, things would go back to the huddle kind of with his head down. Like, the energy wasn't there. And I think that if you have a guy like D-Hop, it takes off so much pressure from this Bills offense and from Allen and Diggs specifically. Hopkins does not have to be the wide receiver one. He could be there. He could be a solid wide receiver two for these guys. And just to be somebody else, defenses have to keep an eye on. Um we look at other teams that could, you know, potentially need a uh, wide receiver. I could see him going to Baltimore as well. That was one of the teams that I thought potentially uh, he could go. I think that it, it may be a place he wants to go. Uh, and I think just because, like, the their, their kind of ability to uh, make things work this offseason, and I think getting, you know, a deal done for, for uh, Lamar Jackson and the, uh, the additions they were able to make at the wide receiver position, I could see Hopkins going to Baltimore. I'm not sure it would be a great fit. Um, but it's just kind of one of those feelings where there's been noise around Baltimore and, you know, Lamar Jackson seems to be a, a fun player to uh, to play with. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you know, obviously, um, 
they added OBJ in the offseason to the Ravens. And if they're able to add a, a guy like D-Hop, I think that would make them exceptionally better. Do you think that that would be a good fit, A, or do you think there's a, a fairly good chance he could take his talents to uh, to the Baltimore Ravens? Listen, it's very hard when you have a lot of prima donnas at the right receiver position. Yeah. No knock on Odell, but I I class him as a prima donna kind of wide receiver. And you don't want to have too many of them in the same locker room. And is is DeAndre Hopkins a prima donna? I'd have to put him in that category as well. So it's all about culture fit. The one thing with the Ravens is when they won the Super Bowl back in 2000, they had a culture of bad Breaking players in other words like guys that just like show up with their attitude but they represent on the field and i just think that hey hopkins and odell if they can get on the same page why not but you know i've seen odell end up in cleveland and between him and landry even they were both really good friends they still had a little bit of you know struggles there because everybody wants the ball and that's the problem it's the same problem in buffalo by the way stefan diggs you know sometimes he's a prima donna as well you know he he's got a big mouth he opens it up he tries to back it up he usually backs it up but however you know it's all about that you know wanting to be the star of a football team if d hop walks into a locker room knows his role different story but he's not that type of player because he can produce every single game and the more you feed that guy the football the more he gets better so you got to get it you got to get him on a team where he's going to be at least the number two i don't know where he fits with the ravens though william if, if he's there yeah he plays with the uh, as a role player but they brought in they brought in odell so odell is going to be expecting you know a lot of receptions and they drafted zay flowers this guy's actually a slot receiver but he's a reception beast so he's going to obviously be another receiver to expect a lot of receptions there and you already have mark andrews so you know if there's another uh, enough balls to go around in baltimore i would say yes but this is predominantly a running game so todd munkin the new offensive coordinator for the ravens unless he's got a new different style of offense that we're going to see this year i don't see d hop ending up with the ravens but they do have the salary cap to do so. So don't be surprised if it happens. Yeah, great, great stuff there. I think that, you know, I'm just the only thing about that would be the fit, right? Would be the fit. And I think that, uh, you know, I, I think we've seen over the course of like seasons, a lot of guys, you know, join a team because they want to, not necessarily because the fit is great. So that's kind of one of the reasons I could see it happening. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I think you uh, said a lot of great stuff there. It's cool. I pulled up an article here by uh, Nick, uh, Nick Shook on NFL.com. And excuse me, it talks about the best that you know, best landing spots for D Hop. And a team that really interests me, and I think that 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 could potentially work is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, look, he's familiar with the state, right? Obviously, he played in Houston. Um, and also Houston's on the list. Imagine taking his talents back to the Texans. I don't think that's happening, but Dallas, right, since I said it before and I said it again. Uh, obviously, it's easier for me to say it now because we've seen Cowboys struggle offensively. But losing Amari Cooper was huge for these guys. And I don't think that people realized at the time how big it was going to be for them. And, and I think that now we do see it, right? Of course, do they have an incredible receiving core? Yeah, they do. But they're kind of missing that veteran guy to, to calm things down in the locker room um, and just be that guy that moves the chains for uh, the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott. So I think if D-Hop now, like I said, they played in Texas before with the Houston Texans, um, I think this would make this team that much better. And, you know, not necessarily because he's going to get 10 to 12 targets a game, but just having a guy like D-Hop on the field could be, it sounds weird, but almost uh, a decoy. And you never want to th think of D-Hop uh, as a decoy. But maybe for the first few games, where, no matter where he goes, he will be. And that's totally okay because it frees up 
space in the football field, in your run game, in your pass game for other receivers. Um, and it takes off pressure off of these other players. So uh, I think that could be a great fit. You know, if I'm the Cowboys and I'm Jerry Jones, we've seen Jerry Jones make some some crazy moves before that have panned out. Uh, if I'm a Cowboys fan, I think I'm pushing hard for uh, for the, the boys to get DeAndre Hopkins. And you talk about fit, I think this would be a great fit. Uh, I really do. Um, and, uh, you know, we talk about uh, a team that needs to get over the hump. And... You know, they haven't really made that many different moves this offseason. So, you know, why not get a guy like Diop? Because I don't think that with this team they have now, they're favorites to win the NFC East, let alone favorites to win the NFC. I think Dallas needs to make a move in general. And I think that, you know, right now with DeAndre Hopkins being released, the time is right now. And I think it'd be a perfect, perfect opportunity for them. So if I'm the Cowboys and I'm a Cowboys fan, uh, I'm pushing for Diop to, uh, to be wearing that, uh, that star on my helmet uh, come, uh, come this season. Well, listen, D-Hop, wherever he ends up, is going to make the team better if you utilize him accordingly. So I expect the guy, to, to whoever, wherever he lands, to get at least seven targets per game. And if you are if you can feed the ball, maybe the 10 targets, you're going to get the best out of D-Hop. In Dallas, the thing is with, with the Dallas Cowboys, I actually like where they stand. Where they stand right now is they're already so loaded at the right receiver position. I'm going to let, let you know on two players that are very young and I want to see them get an opportunity. That's Simi Fajoko and Jalen Tolbert. I don't want to see these guys not get as many opportunities and bringing in D-Hop, unfortunately, takes away those opportunities from those two young uh, building wide receivers in Dallas. Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks, C.D. Lamb, those are your veterans. Just lean on them. You're going to be fine. Putting D-Hop on top of that, I just I just think it's too much. I just really do. I think it's too much. I don't know how you make everybody happy there. And it stunts kind of like the growth of the receivers that are coming in in the background. So I'm going to say no. I think Mike McCarthy can uh, basically have an opportunity with Tony Pollard as his number one back, has Deuce Vaughn as being the wild card in this offense. And I think Dallas is, regardless with D-Hop or not, is making the playoffs this year. I think so. I think that the Cowboys will make the playoffs. Uh, I think whether I don't think they will win the division. I think that you know they're a good enough team to make the playoffs. For me, I just think it's more about this team getting over the hump and being a Super Bowl contender. Right now, I, I just don't see it. I don't see the Cowboys being a Super Bowl contender. And look, we know they're going to be selling out games no matter what. We know that the you know the the most popular franchise in the NFL, and they have the the most fans and the greatest fans, arguably. Um, I just think that for this team is in playoff time, we've seen them come into the playoffs, have high expectations. Dak Prescott's look okay in, in, in playoff games, not so great in some, great in others. And we just were missing that consistency. And I think getting a guy like Diop could kind of, um, I don't know, kind of help with taking that that for the pressure off the team. And just like you said, Dom, you said it yourself, make that team instantly better. I think no matter what team uh, he uh, he goes on, he, he makes them uh, instantaneously better. But uh, I think that, look, you can make a case Diop fits on any team in the NFL, all 32 teams, you know, anybody could use a, a guy like him. They're all definitely more uh, wide receiver needy, uh, needy teams. Um, so Dom, let's continue with uh, DeAndre Hopkins and the fact that he's being released and he will be taking his talent somewhere else. That's cool. Like I said, I'm pulling up the article written by Shook, uh, just um, published uh, a day ago on where Diop could be taking uh, his, his talent setting into the next season. Uh, the Detroit Lions are an interesting team here uh, that uh, that are on the list. 
And look, obviously, we know that they do have a great receiving core. Um, and uh, we got Aminor St. Brown, Marvin Jones, Josh Reynolds. You have Jamison Williams, but now he's going to be facing a suspension. Poor guy can't catch a break. Well, suspension's obviously his fault, but with... Um, you know, with it, with his injury, and now this, uh, he's going to be having to uh, to wait a little bit longer to see the field. So potentially, a guy like Diop could make this team better. What are your thoughts on that, Diop? Uh, potentially joining joining the uh, Detroit Lions in like a division that you got to think right now is a little bit more wide open than usual. With a uh, Aaron Rodgers obviously gone, Chicago Bears obviously a very solid team. They're they're coming up, and they may take uh, you know a few games to continue to to get things rolling. Minnesota maybe the favorites to win that division, but uh, yeah, Dehop obviously we said he could fit anywhere. But what do you think about to him potentially joining the the Lions? Well, the Lions would be one of those weird fits as well. I think that the Lions with uh, obviously Jamison Williams. I think this guy's going to be a future star in Detroit. How many years do you want to bring Hopkins for? You already got Amonre St. Brown. He's established himself as a receiver. They have Josh Reynolds, which. Has done very well in Detroit and Marvin Jones Jr. He also has done well in Detroit. How far does Detroit see themselves going this year? I think they see themselves going all the way. I really do. I think that this team offensively last year was like putting up points like no other team in the first five weeks in the NFL. Adding D-Hop would make them absolutely even more dangerous. It's a good fit because they also play in a dome after uh, games of the season. So why not? Why not in Detroit? I have a feeling that Marvin Jones is only there for one year and Josh Reynolds, I don't know what his contract's looking like, but I would replace those two receivers any day of the week, obviously with D-Hop. If you had, obviously, at one point, Amon Ray St. Brown, D-Hop, and Jamison Williams, wow, that, that offense is starting to look really scary. Hey, if D-Hop is willing to buy into the system, why not Detroit? Yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, it's, it's a, a place that is obviously looks more, I guess you can say, bright than it did in uh, in years past with, uh, you know, with Dan Campbell and, and the way this team is headed. Um, and yeah, like they, offensively, they were absolutely bananas last season, right? I think there was like halfway through the season, they would, they had scored the most points in the NFL, but had also given up the most points in the NFL. So look, maybe you want to uh, save that money to go after guys that could play on the defensive side of the ball. But still, I think that, you know, D-Hop on this team would be that much better. And who knows what's going to happen with Jamison Williams, right? Unfortunately for him, he just hasn't been able to see the field. And, uh, you know, we uh, we see that, look, a lot of guys are, are ballers. And, you know, just this being on the off the field is, is kind of a reality for them. So you don't want to wait too, too long to see one of your stars develop. Maybe it's going to be at... Uh, have a guy like uh, like Diop to, to come in and slide in his spot. The Houston Texans, like I mentioned before, are also on this list. This would be shocking to me. Uh, I don't think this is going to happen. I don't even. I don't think Diop would want to go back to Houston. Um, but look with CJ Stroud now, and uh, you know this team potentially heading in the right direction. I could see Houston trying to to push for, for moves to get to, to get Stroud more uh, weapons on the offensive side of the football. Because I think this may be a struggle for for CJ Stroud this year, just because. Uh, you know, the, the Houston Texans are kind of missing that that alpha dog, that guy that's going to, uh, you know, put the team on his back late in the fourth quarter, whether it's a running back, a tight end, a receiver, or even a player on the defensive side of the ball. I think Houston is heading in the right direction, but I do think they are missing a star to on each side of the football uh, to actually be more competitive. We talked about the division being more open than in, in the past. Yeah, it probably is. I still think Jacksonville will win the division ultimately and are the, are the favorites to win. But uh, yeah, Houston... Uh, you know, getting back and, and remarrying with, with DeAndre Hopkins, I'm not sure that'd be a great idea for either side. But uh, I do like where Houston's heading, Dom. And I think that, you know, for these guys, 
Um, they're going to be competitive this year, but you know, heading into next season or the seasons uh, to come, they're going to have to make a big splash to get uh, a guy like a DeAndre Hopkins, but in his prime. Um, because, uh, you know, this team is good. And I think the time is now. I know they're, they're a young team. And with CJ Stroud, you want to take him uh, years to develop. But uh, but this division is open right now. And I'm not sure for how, how many more years it'll be uh, this wide open in the AFC South. Listen, as a fan, I would love to see D-Hop going back to Houston. I think it'd be fitting. However, I think D-Hop wants to win a Super Bowl quickly. And he wants to win a Super Bowl probably this year. I don't see it happening for that reason, but Houston does have the salary cap. Uh, they have the position wide open for him. They don't have a, a huge wide receiver there, unless you think Robert Woods is one of those huge wide receivers. I think he's Robert Woods is on the way down. Uh, John Mitchie III is a play-action receiver, receiver, and Nico Collins is also kind of like a young, growing receiver that I think Hopkins can walk in there and take anybody's job quite frankly. So it'd be a great story. Finish your career in Houston, you know, try to win one of your Super Bowls late, but it ain't happening. He's going to end up with a great QB probably between Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, or maybe like you mentioned, Lamar. I think one of those three guys will inherit D hop. But I mean, right now the entire NFL is looking at D hop just because the guy's that good. At least in my eyes, is that good. The only thing is sometimes a guy's personality just is so toxic. You just do not want him in your locker room. And that's the million dollar question. How toxic is DeAndre Hopkins? You know, I'd take a chance on him. Quite frankly, if I had the experience like a Pete Carroll, John Harbaugh, or Bill Belichick, these three guys have the respect of any player in the NFL. Get on a on the bandwagon of a good coach like those guys. You can ride all the way to a playoff spot. So let's just see what happens. But for D-Hop, the sky's the limit, and hopefully for him, he wins a Super Bowl before his career's done because he's that talented of an NFL player. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah, he definitely is. Just to wrap this up, I guess I could uh, – I'll start off here. If you have to pick one team that needs to get this deal done and get Diop on their team, uh, I'll go first. For me, it's Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, I think the more that I, I read into this, the more I think it makes sense here. And uh, just the fact that, like, he he played in Texas, obviously, that's, that's a small part of it. But uh, they they really – I think that I know offensively and in terms of wide receiver or receiving court, they are, are – arguably have the best in the NFL. So, okay, why get a guy like Diop? I just think that right now, Dak in this offense is comfortable, but I don't think he's in command of this offense. And I think if you add a guy like Diop, this could potentially put them over the hump and make them a Super Bowl contender. Right now, I think they're a very good team. Uh, I think they're they are a top 10 team, uh, but I don't think they're a, a, a realistic team that I see winning the Super Bowl. But I think if you add a guy like D-Hop, regardless of Dak's struggles uh, in, the, you know, in the playoffs, I, I think that this could be a team that uh, that's hosting the Lombardi Trophy if they get D-Hop. So, Dom, that's my team. If you're, uh, if you're D-Hop and, uh, you know, a team, uh, a team that really needs to, to go after and sign him and, uh, you know, kind of get on the phones right away for me, it's Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to stick with the... I really don't want this to happen card, but, you know, yeah. it would be the best move for them for the next five years. I think D-Hop probably has five years left. He's that of a special ride receiver. Sure, maybe late in his career, he might be a red zone receiver only, but this guy is that good. Let him land in Kansas City. Just let him land there. Let everybody see that there's no quarterbacks in the NFL. Let Pat Mahomes destroy the league with D-Hop. He would be a superstar there. And as a fan, 
that's the only reason why I'm saying that. I would just love to see a team just destroy other people and prove that the current recipe isn't working. I don't believe in running backs. Sorry, I don't believe in running quarterbacks. And I want to see more the NFL put a lot more emphasis where it used to be, which is the pocket QBs. I think all this gimmickry uh, of having running quarterbacks in the league is, is a fad, and we're going to see it crash. And that's why I want to see a guy like Pat Mahomes just destroy the league with Andy Reid, bring bring D-Hop there, and uh, let's see how many points they can score on the board. Because I guarantee you that looks like between 30 and 35 points a game every single week if he lands in Kansas City. Oh, man, yeah, that would be an absolute cheat code. Uh, I think everyone be worried if uh, D-Hop is with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, this season. That, uh, that'd that be something else. Hoping for the league uh, that uh, obviously a non-Chiefs fan, so that doesn't happen. But, yeah, I think uh, that could be a good fit there, and that'd be very explosive. Um, let's stick to the running backs now. Austin Eckler, he had a bit of an up-and-down offseason, uh, saying he felt disrespected by those Los Angeles Chargers. It looked like he was going to be taking his talent somewhere. But, uh, ultimately, it looks like Austin Eckler will be staying with the Chargers. Uh, Dom, and I know you're a big advocate of Eckler and what he does. And, he, you know, you just look at his, his statistics um, and it shows how underrated he is. I don't think he's valued as a top five back and maybe not even a, well, I think top 10, yes, but I don't think many people have him in a top five or maybe as many people should because um, this is a guy that could really do it all, right? He could catch the ball to the backfield. He could run. He is undersized, but he could still block and he plays like he's a six foot six running back. And, uh, you know, he really does seem like that team first guy. So it's kind of, uh, you know, upsetting to see uh, this marriage potentially breaking up between Eckler and the Chargers. But all good right now. They seem to have it patched. And uh, Austin Eckler is going to be staying with the Chargers. And I think that's a good move for both sides. Um, and, yeah, the Chargers offense stays as good as it was. And they add, obviously, the uh, wide receiver uh, in the in the offseason uh, out of TCU. So that'll be uh, a good addition to this uh, this Chargers team. But the, the key part of this offense was Eckler. And I think the uh, Chargers did a good job in, uh, in keeping in this offseason. Wow, this was a huge move for the Chargers. If you're going to stay toe-to-toe with the Kansas City Chiefs, you have to have offensive wizards. Austin Eckler is a wizard. He's very, very underrated. He doesn't get enough love. And quite frankly, he is a superstar on his way probably to the Hall of Fame. Yes, I'm going to put him that wow. frigging high on a pedestal. That's how special this guy is. You look, you go look at his stats and you just start scratching your head and saying to yourself, how is this guy producing that much? It's just mind-boggling. Anyways, this offensive playbook in uh, the Chargers is going to be all up to Brandon Staley to stay toe-to-toe with Kansas City. And we talked about have, there's no QB in this league. And you see how the Chargers build themselves a team with a pocket QB in Justin Herbert. And they have three now beasts of wide receivers in Mike Williams, Quinton Johnston, and Keenan Allen. If there's any team that could put 30 to 35 points up, it's definitely the Chargers. But there's not that many of them. So, hey, I'm so happy for the Chargers because they won't make the NFL looks so boring if Kansas City does get Hopkins and destroy the league. I think the Chargers, whether they get Hopkins or not, Kansas City can stick with them on any given Sunday. So let's hope and see what happens with the Chargers. But Austin Eckler was the glue to this offense, and I'm happy to see him stay with the Chargers. Yeah, that's a very good way to say the you know the the man in charge, the glue, a guy that you know people don't necessarily give enough credit to. For look for me, the Chargers. Um, I last year in my uh, early early preseason Super Bowl predictions, I had them going to the Super Bowl, and I had 
Tampa Bay beating them um, in in that Super Bowl. And obviously, uh, it didn't happen with neither team making it that far in the playoffs. Um, I know we talked a little bit a few weeks ago, Dom, and I kind of want to touch up on this, so I'm glad I'm, I'm bringing it up now, is the, the Chargers. You, you could, I think you mentioned, you could potentially see this team uh, being a sleeper pick to go to the Super Bowl. I, you know, I think that for the last few seasons, I thought that I'm just not sure about this Chargers team anymore. I think that, uh, you know, I don't want to put a negative spin on it. I think that it's great to decide to sign Austin Eckler. I just, I'm not really sure if I could put my finger on what this team is missing, but I don't know if I trust this team late in the season to kind of get it done and upset in the playoffs. For example, a team like Kansas City, a team like Cincinnati, a team like Buffalo. They just seem to be coming up short uh, every year. And, you know, we, we talk about the Chargers charging, and, yeah, it's kind of like a meme and it's been funny, but it, it's actually been a reality where, like, in the playoff game last year, I was there up 27 nothing against Jacksonville, um, and they let that slip. And, like, that was shocking to me, even though, you know, the Chargers have been known to blow leads. Like, I thought the game was in the bag. I'm not sure if... If I can point my finger on what it is that this team is lacking, maybe it's a head coach. You know, uh, they they've been, I guess, lacking that kind of star head coach uh, since uh, you know since they 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 haven't had one. And Staley, you know, has been. I know you're not a big fan of Staley, and you know I I think he potentially should have been fired last year. And he's kind of more of that numbers guy that goes for it on fourth down. I love the fact that he rolls the dice but I'm just not sure he has command of that often. So uh, I guess for me, maybe to answer my own question, maybe it's, it's a head coach these guys are lacking, but I'm just not sure I, I I trust the Chargers anymore. I think I've been burned by them too many times. Um, I think they do have a great team. They have one of the best quarterbacks and up and coming in the NFL and Justin Herbert, a guy I wish the Dolphins drafted, but it's just something about this team, whether it's, guys being able to stay on the football field, Mike Williams being able to stay healthy, Keenan Allen as well. I love Keenan Allen. He's a dog, but I'm just not sure I, I trust these guys anymore. We talk about a sleeper pick to win the Super Bowl, and I, th- I think I'm done putting the Chargers in that category because, like I said, they just unfortunately have disappointed me too many times. No, you're 100% right, and it falls on Brendan Steely's shoulders. This team has been very good in the past couple of years. Granted, they had a young QB that they had to build, but it's all those fourth down calls that were just badly timed. And as we can see in the NFL, they're all trying to do the same thing. Oh, we got to go on fourth down. We got to go on fourth down. Well, unfortunately, Brennan Staley has called horrible fourth down calls because more often than none, these are key plays late in football games. And unfortunately, if you don't get it, you're going home. And more often than not, Brennan Staley has gone home. That's the problem with the Los Angeles Chargers. However, he still has a give or take this salary cap era is for another 10 years. So might as well roll the dice and keep on rolling with Brandon Staley because quite frankly, now is not a time to start giving up on the Chargers because I've never seen the Chargers team, this Chargers team specifically being so stacked, even at defense, even on offense. This team, I don't even know. It could be a three-year-old child being the head coach right now. I mean, this is how good <laughs> this football team is. Granted, they have a lot of football to be played and they have to stay injury free as we all know plus they have to navigate navigate through probably the hardest afc i have ever seen since oh, i've been man. watching football so these are the obstacles that the chargers are facing but i think we are going to see this team being extremely competitive no matter how many times Brandon Staley gets it wrong and let's just hope that he has learned something with through all his mistakes and that he makes this Chargers team a team to be competitive all the way to the Super Bowl. 
I got to give credit where credit is due. And I think getting Quinton Johnston um, in the draft of the TCU was the right call. I think that, you know, it's kind of a way to show, um, look, we haven't given up on Mike Williams, um, but, you know, we have an insurance policy in case he, you know, is he's not able to stay on the football field because unfortunately that's been his issue. So I think that without kind of trading or releasing um, Williams, this was a good move by them. You know, they took him number 21 overall. And I think that he has a lot of upside uh, to make to make noise in the NFL. I love his stature and I love the way that he's able to go up and, and um, kind of track the football when it's in the air. So I think that was, I was good out of them. But you, you know, you're right. Look, they do have a young quarterback. It's not do or die right now. Um, I just kind of been basing it off in the, you know, in the past uh, and what, uh, and what I think that, uh, you know, we've, like rightfully so I put pressure on this Chargers team because we know they are good um, and they have the, the the playmakers kind of to to make it happen there um, we talked a lot about uh, you know the Kansas City Chiefs Dom early on in the show and you know potentially adding uh, Hopkins look there's the Chargers obviously we've got the Denver Broncos we got the Raiders I think safe to, if I were to ask you Dom you think the Chargers are the best team to fight the the uh, Chiefs for that AFC West title am I correct yeah, but imagine if Denver, with guru of Sean Payton, somehow snuck in there and got Hopkins. Anything could happen, right? But Denver, they are clearly in a division where they got to put up points. And I hate the wide receiver core tremendously. I have no clue what Marvin Mims Jr. is going to look like. But for the rest, I'm not a fan of Sutton. Tim Patrick and Jerry Judy. I mean, like, give me Hopkins over them any day of the week. And it will be Sean Payton's opportunity to kind of like get this offense going. Cause Russell Wilson, you know, he's on his downside of his career. So he needs to have any offensive weapon to be added. So don't be surprised if Sean Payton makes a couple phone calls and he hops ends there. Cause like we've talked about, to stay competitive with Kansas City, you just need to put points on the board. So if you're Denver, how are you not? Or even if you're the Raiders, how are you not looking at Hopkins in case that Kansas City tries to, you know, pick him up in front of you? You got to play defense sometimes in football. In other words, take away a player that's going to be ending up on another team. Because if you say to yourself, I'm going to have to face D-Hop every single or twice a year uh, in our division for the next, what, three years maybe? Yeah, you're going to have to look at D-Hop if you're the Denver Broncos and the Raiders. So, yeah, don't be surprised if they end up there either. We talk about interesting teams uh, heading into the offseason or, you know, coming into this season um, to follow. I think Denver has to be top of the list and maybe even number one. Um, I think that, you know, like you said, Sean Payton being that guru, that's going to be um, – should should be a match made in heaven. You know, we, we can't expect the results right away especially after the season Russell Wilson had. You know, for me, it's still, it's still mind-boggling to me that Russell Wilson struggled as much as he did. you got to bank on him not being as bad this year as he was last year. I don't even think it's possible. I think if you throw me at quarterback, I'd be better than he was last year. So we we <laughs> got to think Russell Wilson will be better. And I think that Sean Payton can get a lot out of him. Um, I think this is a team that could potentially make noise. Um, and I do think that if I'm you know talking standings right now, heading into next season in the AFC West, it goes... Kansas City one, it goes Chargers two. Um, I think I would have to put, I think I put the Broncos at three and I put the Raiders at four. Um, and I know that may seem a little weird because of Jimmy G and, you know, people want to think that Jimmy G is, is a better version of Carr. Maybe he is. I, I, if he is, if 
He is. I don't think he's that much better than Carr. Uh, unfortunately, I just haven't bought into the Jimmy G hype, but I know he's a winner. Uh, I just, I, I really do feel like he's been put in places to win, and they, they have won around him rather than because of him, if that makes sense. But uh, early on, I'm going on a limb saying that I think Denver will have a better record than the Raiders. Um, so I don't realistically think they could challenge for the division. But I would not be surprised to see Denver make the playoffs. I, I really wouldn't. I think that you look at this team, and I think that you and I may vary uh, on the way we see this wide receiving core. I get why you kind of are not a big fan of it, and a, a lot of it has to do with guys being able to stay on the football field. Um, and unfortunately, Wilson just wasn't able to click with them. But if you look at Jerry Judy and just, just him, right, taking him out of the Denver Broncos uniform, and let's just talk specifically him, I think he's a baller. Um, I think he's a guy that is able to make any catch um, and the amount of catches he's had with defenders draped all over him, I think, is you know is spectacular. And I'm just not sure if he's had the right opportunity so far with Russell Wilson and his struggles. And as weird as that would sound, because Russell Wilson is known as that guy that gets the most out of his receivers. And Cortland Sutton, too. Oh, my God, I say I really like Cortland Sutton. I like his size. Um, unfortunately, you know, with these three guys, if, if I include um, KJ Hamler, they, they, they've struggled to kind of stay on the football field. But I think that there's a lot of potential in these three wide receivers and in these wide receivers uh, for the Denver Broncos, not even including guys that I mentioned and guys that you mentioned. Um, but, you know, potential is great, but it's about seeing it on the football field. So I, I think I, I kind of understand where you're coming from, and it's similar to the West, the Chargers. we got to start seeing results, right? And we, we haven't. Um, but I think that a lot of that had to do with Russell Wilson's struggle. So I want to see with a guy like Sean Payton now, being in command of this offense and Russell Wilson seemingly having to be better than he was last season. I want to see what he can do with these guys. They haven't really changed this offseason. They look kind of the same, obviously, except for the head coach. Uh, but I'm excited for Russell Wilson and, and I, I really am rooting for him. Um, and, in, you know, in the time and era where the AFC has been probably, like you said, the strongest uh, since I've been watching football, it won't be easy for them to make the playoffs. And, I, you know, realistically, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. But I think if we talk about teams that may sneak and slither in late in the season to grab a wild card spot, it could be those Denver Broncos. So just keep an eye on that, folks. That's all I'm saying. So let's continue on with our NFL talk. A question that popped in my mind, Dom, uh, during our little break. We talked a lot about Kansas City and obviously their Super Bowl run and, you know, them being doubted after losing Tyreek Hill uh, and not, you know, having um, the cheetah on their squad. The AFC has gotten better uh, in this offseason. We've seen that. Um, did Kansas City need to make another move this offseason in order to ensure they're the favorites? Or do you think they're still the favorites? And are they big enough favorites to win the Super Bowl? So what I mean is, did Kansas City maybe become a little bit too reliant on the Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid trio uh, this offseason and, you know, them kind of staying put and sitting pretty? Uh, or do you think that, you know, obviously Diop is, is a perfect example now because he just be released. Do you think they they need to make a move in Diop to ensure that they're still the favorites? Or do you think as long as they have Mahomes uh, and Kelsey, uh, they really have nothing else to worry about? Well, they do have plenty to worry about. Trust me, they do. And it starts with Pat Mahomes. How is that foot going to be this year, right? That's what we're all going to be watching is, is Pat Mahomes going to regress a little bit for a year? Uh, is he going to be 100% even when training camp starts? These are the million-dollar questions that, uh, you know, we're not doctors and we don't know Pat Mahomes personally. So we're hoping that he's going to be the old Pat Mahomes. If he is the old Pat Mahomes, then you don't need to add anything to this offense because Andy Reid is a guru. He literally is a guru. I got to tip my hat off to him because 
he is putting a lot of pressure on Bill Belichick as being like, who's the best coach in the NFL right now? You got to put Andy Reid up there, right? You just have to. These Super Bowls are obviously what's uh, showing him as being this phenomenal coach and his NFC championships. I'm always going to say the number of NFC championships that this guy participated in puts him really high up there. So in the long and short of it is basically I'm really interested to see whether Pat Mahomes has regressed a little bit and is his foot 100% going to be okay. And uh, if that's the case, then yeah, there's no problems. You will see Pat Mahomes being 100% and uh, it's going to be probably another Super Bowl run. However, if ever Pat Mahomes isn't 100% and we just don't know, we see week one, a couple, maybe week one, two, three, let's just say Kansas City starts one and three the season or something about like around that in terms of schedule or uh, standings. If that's the case, then maybe the, the 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 snowball effect starts happening in Kansas City and the pressure starts happening and whether or not what's wrong with Pat Mahomes is he 100% these are the questions if you have a healthy Pat Mahomes you're going places and the sky's the limit without Pat Mahomes your backup is Blaine Gabbard as much as Eddie Reed's a wizard and we've seen Blaine Gabbard <laughs> not that bad here and there but other than that this team would be like shell-shocked and I don't think they would make the playoffs so a healthy Pat Mahomes is what I'm looking for. And I think Travis Kelsey is in a league of his own. I know I love Mark Andrews, but man, this it's it's about chemistry. And there's no better yeah. chemistry right now in the NFL than Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Oh no, there definitely, definitely is not. And I think that you need a lot of you touched on a lot of good points there. Um, I think that these guys are still the favorites no matter what they do. But yeah, you know, I think that if you're a Chiefs fan, maybe you are kind of hoping they go after a guy like T Hop just because like A, the AFC is getting better. Be the NFL gets better year after year, and you want to ensure um, that you are a never satisfied. You always want to make your team better, and be that you still are the favorites to uh, to win uh, the uh, to win the Super Bowl, of course. And like we talk about the the other side of the coin in the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, and you know. Super Bowl hangover is that a real thing obviously they didn't win the Super Bowl they lost in the Super Bowl but I know you have said John that kind of the, the Eagles may have missed their chance this year and you're not sure you see them getting back anytime soon um and I get where you're coming from I think I may tend to agree with that uh, how likely do you think it is that the Philadelphia Eagles return to the Super Bowl for me I think it's going to be tough um to make another Super Bowl run because I just think that, you know, Jalen Hurts had an incredible year uh, and, you know, he had an MVP type year. He was my MVP. And I think that, you know, with the tape now surrounding him and with guys not taking him, I don't want to say lightly. I don't think anybody took him lightly, but I don't think we realized how good he was. But I think defenses are going to adjust. And unfortunately, like I could see this Eagles team not missing the playoffs, but I could see them, you know, being bounced in the first round. And, you know, that may be uh, harsh and, and, you know, kind of bold uh, for a team that just made it to the Super Bowl and had a great run. But I, I could see NFL defenses adapting and kind of making changes to to slow down this offense and this running game specifically Jalen Hurts, uh, but also losing Miles Sanders is big. And I don't think people realize that him going to Carolina, that's a big loss for this team uh, because, you know, they were great with that read option. And then, you know, Jalen Hurts able to, to kind of give it to his running back there in Sanders and him able to to break off a run. He had speed. He was good. Uh, he had a solid season for the Eagles there. So that may be a bigger loss than people realize. Um, but yeah, how for, for me, I think it's going to be tough for the Eagles. You know, we talk about Kansas City and them going back. I think that it's the Chiefs. Like, I don't ever see them having a tr trouble going back to the Super Bowl, no matter who they have on the roster. But for the Eagles, 
I think it may be, it, it will be more difficult than last year. That's for sure. Now, can is it, is, does that mean it's not going to happen? No, of course not. But I, I may go on a limb and say I may even be surprised to see the Eagles make it to the Super Bowl this year just because the NFL changes year in and year out. And the, the tape on Jalen Hurts, you know, is spreading around the NFL. And I'm just not sure he'd be able to be as successful as he was this past season. Hey, the odd makers are against us. The odd makers are making this team like a Cinderella darling coming up next year. So I think the Eagles are going to be an in-between team. In other words, they're going to win a lot of football games, but they're going to lose some unexpected football games. And I think that it comes down to this offensive line. They added a rookie, Tyler Steen. I don't know about Jordan Mulata, whether or not he's going to be a, a great left tackle still. Jason Kelsey is getting older. Same thing with Landon Dickinson or Landon Dickerson. I think that these are the million-dollar questions that whether or not this offensive line stays intact. And the other player that I thought was huge is Gardner Johnston. They lost him to the Detroit Lions in free agency. That's mm. secondary. You know, I look at Dallas. I look at Dallas' ability to basically stay toe-to-toe -to -toe with any secondary in the NFL with the right receiver core that they had up there. So you, you said, hey, bring D-Hop. If D-Hop were actually to end up with Dallas, yeah, Dallas would be obviously that much better. Would it ruin the chemistry? Maybe a little bit. But regardless, Dallas is the team that the Eagles need to be afraid of. I truly think Nick Sirianni did a great job. Now all the expectations are going to be there. And I just think that if Jalen Hurts gets hurt, your backup's Marcus Mariota. How many games do you think Marcus Mariota can win in this offense? I got an answer for you. Zero. Mark my <laughs> words. Anytime you see Marcus Mariota on the football field with this Philadelphia Eagles team, they will win zero games. That's how much that guy is terrible. I have no clue how he would run this offense because this offense is, is very lucky to begin with because they have to convert so many fourth downs under that offensive line. So that's all changed. So I honestly think the Eagles will regress this year. Whether or not they make the playoffs, it will re remain to be seen. But I do think that the Eagles are going to be completely different. And a lot of people will be underwhelmed by a lot of games that they're going to do this season. Well, yeah, see, that's the thing is, is like you said, the oddsmakers do have them uh, as potentially, you know, going um going back to the Super Bowl and, you know, uh, making some noise there. Uh, and I, I could see it happening. I could see it happening. And, and look, we talked about, uh, you know, the, the development of Devontae Smith uh, and obviously A.J. Brown. And, you know, that connection is great. Um, you know, this this is a, a team that right now is Super Bowl or bust, right? And, you know, a few seasons ago, we probably would not have thought that out of these guys. So the pressure is on. Um, and, yeah, you know, this, this is a very well-rounded team. I and mean, Nick Sirianni did a great job with these, uh, with the birds. And, uh, you know, he took them uh, maybe even to a Super Bowl a few seasons before people thought um, they were even ready. So I think that, you know, this team is definitely heading in the right direction. Um, okay, but let's talk about it, John. So we talk about uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, NFC. They may not make it back. Obviously, we have our usual suspects. Who do you think poses the biggest threat to the Eagles uh, at not returning back to the Super Bowl? We, obviously, there's teams like San Francisco. Uh, we I'll talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you know, you got you got Minnesota, and you got a, a lot of uh, a lot of good teams in the NFL and in the NFC. Obviously, that uh, that have been coming out of the woodworks and been you know as surprising as of lately. So, who do you think poses the biggest threat to the Eagles of them returning back to the NFC Championship game? I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I've been saying this team is 
outstanding ever since they traded their number one overall pick is the Chicago Bears. Wow. I truly love this football team. I think they will be the Eagles of the NFC this year. A lot of people might doubt my prediction, but I'm telling you, I'm a huge fan of Justin Field. This guy, go look at his stats last year. He became a superstar. He truly did. And I think he carries that over this year because they added DJ Moore. This guy is an underrated slot receiver that could definitely move the needle forward for this offense. I can't wait to see Chase Claypool having one-on-one -on -one coverage on the outside with Justin Fields being able to deliver the bomb to him. Expect a lot of touchdowns for Chase Claypool this year. And Darnell Mooney, a lot of people have you know written him off because last year was just a terrible year. But the Bears had a lot of struggles other than seeing Justin Fields running around. Darnell Mooney didn't have the same season that he did the previous year. Expect a bounce back year for him. And if Cole Komet and that chemistry with Justin Fields continues, I'm telling you, this team is going to surprise people. On defense, adding Tremaine Edmonds was huge. And DJ Edwards was huge. No one's going to be able to run against Chicago. And when you stop the running game, you stay in football games, and you deliver with your offense. And that's what I expect with the Chicago Bears. Hey, Dom, I love it. I love the fact that you go on the limb. You've always been like that. You've always been a, a guy that uh, is with those bold predictions. And yeah, the Chicago Bears, like who thought we would be saying that? Um so, you know, so early into Justin Fields' career, but we've seen, like, him take incredible strides. Um, and, you know, that, not, that may not even be super unrealistic. And I think that you look at teams and having the number one overall pick, I'm not a huge fan of them trading it away, but I, I really do think that the Chicago Bears did exactly what they needed to do here. Um, I know it's very risky, right? It's very risky to decide to go out there and treat that number one overall pick, but that's what they did, right? And it's you know it's not an easy thing to do. You have to have a lot of belief in yourself, a lot of belief in your organization, um, and the team that you already currently have if you're going to be uh, doing something like that. And I think that so far, so far it showed that uh, that it's it's going to be paying off for the um, for the Chicago Bears just because of you know how. How, how deep this team, you know, already is on the offensive side of the football. And, you know, defensively, I think Tremaine Edmonds is an underrated uh, addition as well. For, to answer my own question, I'm going to go and say the 49ers. Um, and I know that, you know, that may be a, a, an easy answer and maybe the easy way out. We've talked about doubting teams. And look, obviously, I'm super high on the Miami Heat right now. And I'm all about Heat Nation because I'm biased and they're my team. This team kind of reminds me, uh, the 49ers do, of the Miami Heat, just in the sense that I feel like a lot of times we don't know how the 49ers get it done. We know they have great players. We know they have great defense. We know they have great coaching. But just they, they don't seem to have the, a, a stable, steady quarterback that is Super Bowl ready. They had Jimmy G. He got them to the Super Bowl. They have Mr. Irrelevant. They almost got them to the Super Bowl. And who knows what would have happened if he didn't get injured in the NFC Championship game. So we doubt this team year in and year out, myself included. I, you know, I've never been a guy that says San Francisco are the favorites to win the Super Bowl. I've doubted them. Just similar to, you know, people doubting the Miami Heat. And you just don't know how this team gets the job done. But they do. And I think that right now I've become a believer of the 49ers and it's time for me to buy in and not question them anymore. I think I remember watching Good Morning Football 
a while ago and during the season someone said you know maybe this is just a good football team and we have to accept that and I think that I'm kind of at that point where this is a freaking good football team and I'm going to accept that they're going to be the favorites in the NFC or one of the favorites until they show me they're not you know they show they can win with different quarterbacks um and you know who knows what's going to happen with Trey Lance who knows what's going to happen with Brock Purdy uh, if you listen to the show you know I'm an advocate of starting Brock Purdy uh until you know he kind of severely messes up and then you can put in Trey Lance if you you feel uh the need to but for me, it's the 49ers. Uh, you know, no matter who's on that team, Dom, no matter who's wearing the, the 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 red and gold, they just seem to find ways to win. And if you look at the talent on this team, the talent's there. The best running back in football, Christian McCaffrey. You got George Kittle. You got Debo Samuel. You got Brandon Ayuk. And then you got balls on the defensive side of the football. Arguably the best defense in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, for me, you know, I got to say I'm, I'm done questioning the 49ers uh, just because I have been. And I, I think I've bought in. It may be tougher this year because they don't have Jimmy G to kind of rely on in case they, you know, um, you know, uh, things things don't go right for them. But I, I'm not going to doubt this team anymore. So for me, it's San Fran Dom. Yeah, I, I'm a hundred percent in agreement. I love this football team. This team is going to make the playoffs. This team might even win the Super Bowl. That's how good this team is. But it all comes down to Brock Purdy. Yeah, I'll tell you something about Brock Purdy. I read something recently about an S2 cognitive test that he apparently matched or very close in the 90s to Drew Brees' abilities oh. uh, to process information. So we all know what Drew Brees' career turned uh, out like, and you know he's a Hall of Famer. Definitely Brock Purdy is not a Hall of Famer yet, and I'm not going <laughs> to put him on that pedestal. But I'm very intrigued to read that this guy's ability to process and retain information for like playbooks quickly is uh, like a sponge and uh, that's always extremely important when you're just trying to follow a complex system which all of the time is in Kyle Shanahan's offense it's all about Kyle Shanahan's offensive scheme and whether or not you're able to run it properly and wow as soon as I saw Christian McCaffrey together with Brock Purdy I'm like how is yeah. this possible how is this guy who got drafted last in the NFL is to be able to find so much success and fluidly it was the flow was so amazing. I think that has a lot to do with his cognitive ability, and that's yeah. kind of special in a quarterback's uh, kind of arsenal. So yeah, I'm with you. Let's see what Brock Purdy could do, but I don't want to see Trey Lance on this football field. I'm telling you, this guy they missed it. I said it last show they missed it with Trey Lance. Trade him, get him out of town. You got Sam Darnold. Maybe someone was gonna bite for some weird draft pick. Might as well get something for him because you traded what they got like they, they traded two of their own draft pick. To yeah. pick up Trey Lance. They got to get something for him. But I would ship Trey Lance out of town and hand the keys to Brock Birdie. Wow. Bold hot takes there out of Don Demeester. You got to love it. All right, folks. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Power Hour. Thank you. Uh, with Like I always mention, without you guys, there is no show. We'll be back next week. Same place, same time. Enjoy the nice weather and go, heat, go. You are listening to CJLO, 1690 AM in Montreal.